From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the National Intelligence Service raids a major umbrella union as part of an investigation into a violation of the National Security Act. President Yoon Suk-yeol arrives in Switzerland to attend the World Economic Forum in Davos. And embattled opposition chief Lee Jae-myung says he will obey the prosecution summons as he has done nothing wrong. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The state spy agency and police raided one of South Korea's largest umbrella labor unions on Wednesday on suspicions that some of its members violated the national security law. Daniel Che reports. A standoff on Wednesday morning pitted the nation's top interagency and national police against an umbrella union as agencies sought to raid the group's headquarters over allegations of national security law violations. From 9:10 a.m., the National Intelligence Service and the National Police Agency spent nearly three hours attempting to access the headquarters of the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions in Central Seoul before finally gaining access. While the investigators arrived with a court-issued warrant on charges of violating the national security law. The labor group demanded that the search and seizure be conducted with its lawyers present, resulting in a scuffle. The KCTU spokesperson accused investigators of forcefully executing the search warrant. The NIS and the National Police also raided the headquarters of the KCTU-affiliated Korean Health and Medical Workers Union in southwestern Seoul, as well as the residences of former executives of other KCTU-affiliated unions in South Cheolla Province. According to the NIS, the raids follow a years-long internal investigation into suspects alleged to have engaged in underground activities related to North Korea. The investigation reportedly includes alleged National Security Act violations by some progressive labor figures in Jeju Island and Changwon. Daniel Che, KBS World Radio News. President Yoon Suk-yeol arrived in Switzerland on Tuesday to attend the World Economic Forum in Davos. Arriving from Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. Yoon began the second leg of his eight-day overseas tour with the meeting with South Korean residents there. On Wednesday, Yoon is set to have a luncheon meeting with CEOs from major global companies to present Seoul's market-based economic policy. The president will also attend an event aimed at promoting Korean culture and the country's bid to host the 2030 World Expo. Yoon's office said the president will deliver a special address at the forum on Thursday, presenting ideas for international cooperation and solidarity in strengthening supply chains, the transition to clean energy, and the construction of a digital order. Yoon then plans to visit the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich on Thursday before heading back home. He is scheduled to return on Saturday. Main opposition Democratic Party Chairman Lee Jae-myung says he is going to appear for the prosecution's questioning in the investigation into the so-called Daejeongdong scandal next week. Speaking to reporters on Wednesday, he said he will appear for the questioning on Saturday, January 28th, as he has to work on weekdays. The DP chief said that the Korean people are watching the politically motivated prosecution, who he said creates and covers up crimes for their benefit. While denying his involvement in the land development scandal, he emphasized history will be the judge of the prosecution's ongoing investigation against him. The Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office earlier this week delivered the summons for E. The main opposition leader is alleged to have helped an asset management company join a land development project in Songnam, just south of Seoul, while serving as Songnam mayor. 
The ex-Sangbangul Group chair facing charges of corruption involving main opposition Democratic Party chief Lee Jae-myung is being grilled by prosecutors for a second day. On Wednesday, a probe team at the Suwon District Prosecutor's Office started questioning Kim Sung-tae at around 10 a.m. following a 13-hour session that ended at midnight. Kim returned to South Korea from Thailand on Tuesday after being on the run for eight months. The prosecution suspects Kim of embezzlement and breach of trust, as well as illegal cash remittance to North Korea and payment of the DP chief's legal fees by proxy. Prosecutors are expected to seek a court warrant to arrest Kim later in the day, as his detention warrant is only valid for 48 hours. Kim has denied knowing E. The 55-day parliamentary investigation into the fatal Itaewon crowd crush came to a close on Tuesday, with the committee's opposition parties adopting an outcome report without the ruling People Power Party. The report, approved by the main opposition Democratic Party, the Minor Justice Party, and the Basic Income Party, called for the expulsion of Interior Minister Lee Sang-min and an apology from President Yoon Suk-yeol. The party stated that the minister failed to set up appropriate government headquarters in response to the tragedy and lied about having a list of bereaved families. The three opposition parties held a public briefing session on Wednesday, pledging to pursue the establishment of an independent truth-finding body to prevent a recurrence of such a tragedy. The PPP, meanwhile, walked out of the vote in protest, accusing the opposition of attempting to place all the blame on the Yoon Suk-yeol administration. Prosecutors raided the Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency on Wednesday morning as part of their investigation into the Itaewon crowd crush. The raid by the Seoul Western District Prosecutor's Office included the office of the chief of the Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency, Kim Gwang-ho. A special police unit probing the tragedy previously referred Kim to the prosecution for indictment without detention on charges of professional negligence resulting in death. Kim is accused of poorly handling the tragedy that claimed 159 lives, including failing to take preventive measures despite anticipation of large crowds in Itaewon on Halloween weekend. It is the second raid of the Seoul Police Agency by prosecutors after the first search eight days ago. Interior and Safety Minister Lee Sang-min says that the government will announce adjustments to the indoor masking rules on Friday. The minister made the remarks on Wednesday during a government meeting, assessing that the winter resurgence of COVID-19 has passed its peak. He noted that the daily average of new infections dropped to the 42,000 range as it fell for the third consecutive week, while the weekly number of critical cases posted a five-week low at 439. The minister added that the capacity of ICU beds to treat critically ill COVID-19 patients remains sufficient at 68.5 percent, and the booster vaccination rate among people in high-risk facilities surpassed the government's goal of 60 percent to reach 61.2 percent. He said that considering the domestic virus situation and external factors such as new variants, the government will announce a detailed roadmap on lifting the indoor mask mandate on Friday. New data estimates that there are nearly 130,000 young adults in Seoul who are socially withdrawn or reclusive. The Seoul Metropolitan Government revealed such findings on Wednesday, based on a survey conducted from last May of some 6,900 adults aged between 19 and 39 living in Seoul, as it sought to estimate the size of the demographic and determine their living conditions. The survey categorized people who were emotionally and physically distant from society as withdrawn. While those who had not left their houses for more than six months were defined as reclusive, among the survey's respondents, four and a half percent were estimated to be either withdrawn or reclusive, 
approximated at 129,000 people when applied to the population of Seoul. The bodies of two South Koreans who died in Sunday's plane crash near the central Nepalese city of Pokhara have been transported to Kathmandu. According to local sources on Tuesday, the bodies were taken to a hospital in the capital by helicopter a day after a South Korean consular representative deduced that they were of a South Korean man in his 40s, identified by surname Yu, and his teenage son based on their belongings. The foreign ministry in Seoul is expected to officially confirm their identities following further examination. The Yeti Airlines flight from Kathmandu, carrying 68 passengers and four crew members, crashed Sunday morning as it approached the Pokhara airport for landing, with the cause yet to be determined. Nepalese authorities have so far recovered 70 bodies. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 11.07 points, or 0.47% on Wednesday, to close the day at 2,368.32. That's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.